the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. New Orleans and a surrounding stretch of the Louisiana-Mississippi-Texas coastline bracing for a tropical storm, possibly a hurricane, this weekend. Lixion Avila, the National Hurricane Center. The system is suspected to produce uh, additional rain accumulations of 10 to 15 inches near an inland of the central Gulf Coast through early next week, and that it's uh, probably uh, rainfall amounts exceeding 6 to 9 inches uh, already occurred in New Orleans, so that will be a lot of rainfall in that area. Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards declaring a state of emergency, warning that the entire coast of Louisiana is at play in this storm. On Wall Street this morning, stocks are sharply higher right now. The Dow is up about 137 points. The S&P, seven points higher. This is SRN News. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play Wellness Radio Minneapolis. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite Wellness Radio 1570 hosts and shows with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Pretty nice summer day today as we check your forecast here. I'm Lee Michaels on Wellness 1570. Plenty of sunshine, low 80s, clear and 67 tonight. Friday, we'll see partly cloudy skies, upper 80s. Kind of the same thing for Saturday, and then Sunday, we should be a high around 90. Like It Matters Radio with Mr. Black coming your way next. Also coming your way at noon today, your next keyword in our $1,000 daily cash giveaway. Hi, this is Theo Sandberg of Coldwell Banker Burnett. Selling your home doesn't have to be hard. In fact, I'm here to make it easy. The key to selling your home for top dollar is getting the right message in front of the right people. In fact, I'm so confident in my team's approach that if I sell your home for less than the price we agreed to, I'll pay the difference up to $5,000. I stand by that. If I sell your home for less, I'll pay the difference up to five grand, not you. Call today to learn more at 612-440-5000. I had never been a trader. I hadn't even really studied a whole lot. And so I was... I was brand new to this. My name is Sam. I'm a student with OTA. Tell me why you decided to take classes from Online Trading Academy. I just was kind of at a crossroads. I wanted to uh, look for my next business opportunity, and uh, financial markets had always just kind of appealed to me. Actually, what's nice about everything here with OTA, they can teach you to trade with very small amounts of money uh, and really build everything up from the ground floor. So you really don't need a lot of money to get going with this really amazing instructors. How has Online Trading Academy changed your life? I'm a little bit more in control of my destiny going forward. I'm not quite as worried about contract to contract to know that I have some other sources of income. Join us for a free investing class by calling pound 250 on your cell phone and use the keyword OTA or go to learnwithota.com. For 30 years, the healthcare insurers have had it wrong. We don't need to manage our health care. We need to manage the finance of our health care. Sustainable health care. What is it? How do we attain it? And what changes are needed? What does this mean for doctors, health care insurers, pharmaceutical companies, and most importantly, you the patient? If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Or can you change the system to keep your doctor in practice? These and a host of other questions will be addressed by Dr. Stephen Trobiani, MD, and his program, Sustainable Healthcare, on Wellness 1570, Saturday afternoons at 2. Dr. Trobiani brings his 30 years of medical practice and many years of uncovering problems in the healthcare industry and offering solutions on restructuring healthcare financing 
through free enterprise. Tune in Saturdays at 2 on Twin Cities Wellness Radio, Wellness 1570, and listen to Dr. Trobiani's insights into providing prescriptions to what ails the healthcare industry. Saturdays at 2 on Wellness 1570. Parkinson's disease is a neurological movement disorder affecting an estimated 1 million Americans, including many under age 40. The American Parkinson Disease Association is the largest grassroots network in the United States, working to help ease the burden and find the cure for those coping with Parkinson's. Visit apdaoptimism.org today to find out how you can help millions live with dignity and optimism. Your action today will help APDA put an end to Parkinson's disease. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. It's a great day to be alive. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, we're going to talk about insanity. Because, ladies and gentlemen, it's getting crazy out there. It's getting crazy out there. Man, I don't know what type of uh, politics you believe in, but who cares about politics? Let's talk about culture. Culture is a series of repeated events, a series of norms, Patterns of behavior that are now called acceptable. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, if you have kids today, you should be worried because it's getting crazy out there. And today we're going to be talking about a smart man, um, uh, Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein has one of the most famous quotes on insanity, a definition that most people know. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And that's just crazy. So the flip side of that coin is if you don't like the results, change the approach. As you change the approach, you will change the results. But yet some people uh, keep doing the same thing over and over and expect different results. Some people, when they don't get the outcome they want in election, then they're going to destroy the other person. The problem is we start creating patterns. And today we're going to talk about patterns because the patterns that we get in our life, the patterns that we accept in our life, I should say, are directly responsible for those things we get in our life. So I want to read you a simple poem called There's a Hole in My Sidewalk by Portia Nelson. It's a great, great, great poem, and it really is about the choices we make that lead us into the same hole that hole in the sidewalk. So it's my portion. Elston says there's a hole in my sidewalk. Chapter one, I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I'm lost. I'm helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter two, I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I am in the same place, but it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Chapter 3. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it is there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. Chapter 4. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter 5. I walk down another street. Wow. So simple, right? That was by Portia Nelson. Uh, I think she died in 2001. A powerful woman, a renaissance woman, author, singer, composer, lyricist, painter, photographer, actress. uh, And actually, she wrote a play about this. She wrote music and lyrics for many reviews, television specials, and films. And actually uh, did a uh, a play, uh, I don't know if it was on Broadway, about there's a hole in my sidewalk. And it's so critical because when we're working with uh, life, we got to understand the patterns. The patterns in life get us what we're getting. 
Step one, you got to identify the pattern. That's why I love that little uh, that little saying, little poem. Step two, you got to ask yourself this question: Is this getting me what I want? Of course, what's built in there is a presupposition that you know what you want. Step three, if the answer is yes, duplicate the pattern, lock it up, and call it standard operating procedure (SOP) because it works. If the answer is no, change the pattern, adapt the existing pattern to get what you want. And then you must go back up to step number one and re-identify the new pattern because it is the patterns in our life that is getting us what we're getting. And we talk about conditioning all the time. I share this story. You've heard it before. I want to share it again. It's from Mozart's Braid and the Fighter Pilot by Dr. Richard Restack. He says, if a rat in a cage is exposed to a sound, the animal initially orients, orients itself toward and pays attention to that sound. But after a few repetitions, the rat ignores it. However, the animal will respond once again if the sound is paired with an electrical shock. After a few repetitions of this pairing of the sound and shock, the rat begins to display signs of fear whenever it hears the sound alone. It stops what it is doing and freezes in place. The animal's only detectable movement consists of the rhythmic chest excursions that accompany breathing. In addition, the rat's fur stands on end. Its blood pressure and heart rate increases, and stress hormones pour into its bloodstream. This is the chemical reaction of the body based on our feelings. In a word, the rat is now, quote, conditioned, so that the sound, when presented alone, will elicit the same fear response. This response is not different than what occurs when the rat encounters its natural enemy, the cat. And he goes on to say, we humans can be fear conditioned as well. You know, years ago, I saw this book of fears, uh, and uh, the number two fear in that book was burning to death by fire. The number one fear in that book was public speaking. So translated literally, people rather burn to death than speak in public. Now, we know that's not true, but a lot of people have been conditioned to be afraid to speak in public because maybe they messed up, maybe someone laughed. Maybe when when they were uh, in the second grade, uh, the teacher asked a question, and they thought for sure they knew it, and they stood up boldly and proudly and blurted out the answer, but it was wrong. And so everybody started laughing at that person. And depending on how many times that happened, maybe for one, some of you it was one time. Maybe for some of you it happened a few times. And after a few times, once you hit your mark, whatever it is, whether it's one or seven or three or 15, then all of a sudden you're conditioned. Automatically, when you are told that you're going to speak in public, automatically when you start to think about giving a speech in public, automatically when you start preparing to give that speech in public, automatically your body starts reacting as if. And today we're going to talk about this thing called crazy, this thing called insanity. Because Albert Einstein defined it, defined insanity pretty simple. Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. See, we have patterns in our life. My background, one of my fortes is in neuro-linguistic programming. And NLP is all about the patterns. To be able to identify the patterns in our life, and ask ourselves, is this getting me what I want? Now, there's a presupposition that we know what we want. But I'm going to tell you right now, most people don't know what they want. But you know what they do know? They have a list of things they don't want. You know, I don't want to be yelled at. I don't want to be in a dead-end job. I, I don't want to be in a, a dead marriage. I don't want to work for someone who doesn't respect me. Uh, I don't want to get sick and die. I don't want to dot, dot, dot. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. But what do you want? And what do you want so bad that you're willing to be uncomfortable for a couple of days? What do you want so bad that you're willing to risk looking the fool? What do you want so bad that you're willing to, to spend $2,000 to, to go to a training? What do you want so bad uh, that you're willing to fly to another city and get in a class with Mr. Black? What do you want so bad that you're willing to, instead of just listening to this radio show, Sign up for class at likeitmatters.net. What do you want so bad? Don't you get it? I keep posing that question over and over and over. Why? Because this is how you work. The secret to motivation is helping people get what they want. 
And most people don't know what they want, but they have a list of things they don't want. Why does that matter? Because we have a four-inch stem in our brain called the reticular activating systems. It is the brain's focal center, and it does not pick up negative programming. It moves in the direction. So if I was to tell you to, to do anything you want in your mind's eye, but don't picture the Statue of Liberty, don't picture the Statue of Liberty, your mind is six times faster than we can talk. So your mind's going to automatically go there and automatically picture something or understand what I'm telling you what not to do. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about insanity. Because if you don't like the results you're getting, then do something different. Otherwise, you're just crazy. We'll be right back in three minutes with Like It Matters Radio. Like It Matters Leadership Awakening changes lives. Listen to this fireman's comments as he compares other training to leadership awakening. It's like no other. You know, people say that you're crazy for running into a burning building, but you know, the one thing they have in common is adrenaline. You know, from, from go when Mr. V opened those doors and said, you may enter, it was, it was nonstop adrenaline, but it's unlike anything I've ever done. It's pushed me in ways that I never thought I could be pushed. And it was only 48 hours. I spent six yeah. months in fire academy. So, At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life. Learn how to achieve that purpose and tackle any challenge. Give Mr. Black 48 hours at the next Leadership Awakening class and watch powerful change take place in your life. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Like It Matters. We don't take applicants, only commitment. It's July, and now is the time for hot weather. According to the CDC, although anyone at any time can suffer from heat-related illness, some people are at greater risk than others. Infants and young children, people 65 years of age or older, people who are overweight or people who overexert during work or exercise, people who are physically ill, especially with heart disease or high blood pressure, among others. This Wellness Spotlight is brought to you by Wellness Radio 1570. You work hard for your money, so make sure your money is working hard for you. Business 1440 brings you financial advice from pros like Dave Ramsey, Bill Gunderson, and the Twin Cities own Online Trading Academy. Investing for success in the King Banyan Show. Get real-time market updates, real estate tactics, and tips on investing and saving. Business 1440 will keep more of that hard-earned cash in your pocket. Listen live at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is is off the charts, different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, October 3rd through the 5th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy. And today is a really important radio show. They all are. But man, if you don't like the results you're getting, we must change our approach. So many people don't like their lot in life. So many people don't like what's happening in their life. And so we got to change something. If you don't like what you're getting then change what you're doing because what you're doing is getting you what you're getting. And so if you change what you're doing, you'll start changing what you're getting. But the problem is we are so conditioned. That's why I talk about in my leadership training, and you can go to likeitmatters.net to check it out. Uh, we talk about why we squeeze people. And what happens when we squeeze people, the only thing that comes out of people is what's in them. Technically, we're dealing with a little bit of conditioning. What happens when things don't go well? You, the old saying, you can tell a man's religion in time of despair. When you back someone against a wall, you know who you got. 
because they have been conditioned. And just like we were talking about the rat in the cage uh, from the book Mozart's Brain and the Fighter Pilot, we are all conditioned. Matter of fact, uh, I want to go through that there's actually two types of conditioning as I look into it. And why does this matter? Because there's something called precedent. You got to get this precedent is about patterns. It's about patterns. And I was reading this um, this police report. Wendy Martinez uh, was this young lady that was stabbed, brutally stabbed. She said, police believe the brutal stabbing of a Washington, D.C. jogger may have been racially motivated. Anthony Crawford, 23, a black man, was arrested Thursday in connection with the murder of 35-year-old Wendy Martinez. He's been charged with first-degree murder. Investigators mentioned that Martinez's murder might have been racially motivated because Crawford, quote, does not like white people. Now, you know, it's interesting because this is where, you know, uh, I mean, uh, listen, did you hear her name? It's Wendy Martinez. So I assume Wendy Martinez is Hispanic. She has a Hispanic name. I would assume she's technically not white, right? But yet, it's not black, and so someone could think that that person's white. It's no different than Roseanne Barr. You know, Roseanne Barr uh, uh, made a joke about Valerie Jarrett. She didn't know she was black. If you look at Valerie Jarrett, she doesn't look black to me. If she made that joke about Trump, it would have been fine because people call him orangutan all the time. Orange people call white people monkeys all the time. There's no big deal. But because Valerie Jarrett had some black in her, uh, and we're looking for code words for racism now. Any by the time anybody says anything to do with a monkey towards someone who might have some black in them, somehow that's racist. They just hate black people. That's just silly. But you see how we're being conditioned. We're being conditioned to hate each other. We're being conditioned that uh, if something happens to a black person, it's because they're black. Don't you get it? And if something happens to a woman, it's because they're a woman. Uh, you know, now we, we, we know what the word bork means when someone gets borked on the Supreme Court. Clarence Thomas was treated like terrible. And now we're doing the same thing to Justice Kavanaugh. We're going to destroy him because the Democrats want to make sure abortion is always protected. This is all about abortion. The most important right a woman has is to kill that child inside of her. And, and we're letting this go on because we're being conditioned that it's okay, it's normal. At some point, it's got to change. Any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. You hear me say that over and over. Why? Because that's called operant conditioning. There are two types of conditioning. There's classical conditioning and there's um, operant conditioning. And again, I want you to understand the, the two basic conditioning. And what's happening in the world is we're being conditioned. We're being conditioned in courtrooms. It's called precedent. Once something has been established, that's the rule. And man, we got to be careful what we're establishing in our culture today, that if someone doesn't agree with you, you can kill them. If they vote for somebody different, as long as they voted for the wrong person and, and society decides who that is, then you can kill them. If they wear a hat that you don't like, you can destroy them. Do you understand what we're being conditioned for some bad things? Really, really, really bad things. It's getting worse and worse. So you got to know there's two types of conditioning. There's classical conditioning <clears throat> and there's operant conditioning. Classical conditioning is an unconditioned stimulus, like let's say food, is paired with a neutral stimulus, let's say a bell, and the neutral stimulus eventually becomes the conditioning stimulus, which brings about the conditioned response, right? It's Pavlov's dog. Don't you, you've heard of Pavlov's dog before, Right. Pavlov, uh, who was in the late 1800s, uh, he was a Russian uh, uh, physiologist, sorry. Ivan Pavlov was looking at salivation in dogs in response to being fed when he noticed that his dogs would begin to salivate whenever he entered the room, even when he was not bringing them food. So Pavlov in 1902 started from the idea that there, was, there are some things that a dog does not need to learn. For example, dogs don't learn to salivate whenever they see food. This is hardwired into the dog. In behaviorist terms, it's an unconditioned response. In behaviorist terms, uh, we write unconditioned stimulus as food, uh, and then the con unconditioned response is salivate. Pavlov showed the existence of the unconditioned response 
by presenting a dog with a bowl of food and measuring its salivary secretions. However, when Pavlov discovered that any object or event which the dogs learned to, quote, associate with food, whether it be a lab assistant or a bell, would trigger the same response. He realized they had made important scientific discovery. He devoted the rest of his career to studying this type of learning. See, you got to get this. This must have been learned because at one point the dogs did not do it, and there came a point where they started, so the behavior had changed. A change in the behavior of this type must be the result of learning. And a lot of our learning is conditioned. So, stimulus timing is the stimulus occurs immediately before the response. The two are very closely tied together. So, operant conditioning, that's the other type of conditioning, is the target behavior is followed by reinforcement or punishment to either strengthen or weaken it so that the learner is more likely to exhibit the desired behavior in the future. This is how you train. This is how you train a child. This is how you train an animal. Stimulus timing on the operant conditioning is the stimulus, either reinforcement or punishment, occurs soon after the response. Do you see? So on the one classical conditioning, the stimulus occurs immediately before the response. However, on the other operant conditioning, the stimulus occurs soon after the response. So, classical conditioning theory involves learning a new behavior via the process of association. We, we connect two things together. In simple terms, two stimuli are linked together to produce a new learned response in a person or animal. Okay? Matter of fact, there's a paper uh, called Conditioned Emotional Reactions by John B. Watson and Rosalie Rayner in 1920, and it was published in the Journal of Experimental Psychology. John Watson proposed that the process of classical conditioning, based on Pavlov's observations, was able to explain all aspects of human psychology. Everything from speech to emotional responses was simply patterns of stimulus and response, Watson denied completely the existence of the mind or consciousness. Watson believed that all individual differences in behavior were due to different experiences of learning. So, and then, of course, in 1920, uh, or 1901, I think it was, Pavlov showed that classical conditioning applied to animals. But did it also apply to humans? That's the interesting thing. And in 1920... Uh, John Watson and Rayner showed that it did with an experiment called Little Albert. Little Albert was a nine-month-old infant who was tested on his reaction to various stimuli. He was shown a white rat, a rabbit, a monkey, and various masks. Albert described as, quote, on the whole, stolid and unemotional, so he's, you know, he's kind of a balanced kid, showed no fear of any of these stimuli. However, what did startle him and cause him to be afraid was if a hammer was struck against a steel bar behind his head. The sudden loud noise would cause little Albert to burst into tears. So, when little Albert was just over 11 months old, because it's now two months old, the white rat was presented, and seconds later, the hammer was struck against the steel bar. This was done seven times over the next seven weeks, and each time little Albert burst into tears. By now, little Albert only had to see the rat, and he immediately showed every sign of fear. He would cry whether or not the hammer was hit against the still bar, and he would attempt to crawl away. In addition, Watson and Rayner found that Albert developed phobias of objects which shared characteristics with the rat. Get this including the family dog, a fur coat, some cotton wool, uh, and a father Christmas mask. This process is known as generalization. We do this a lot, ladies and gentlemen. Watson and Rayner had shown that classical conditioning could be used to create a phobia. And again, a phobia is an irrational fear, a fear that is out of proportion to the danger. Over the next few weeks and months, little Albert was observed, and 10 days after conditioning, his fear of the rat was much less marked. This dying out of a learned response is called extinction. However, even after a full month, it was still evident. Now, the second type of conditioning is called operant conditioning, where the target behavior is followed by reinforcement or punishment to either strengthen or weaken it, so that the learner is likely to exhibit the desired behavior in the future. 
And that's where I kind of want to focus on the next uh, segment on. Uh, Dr. Uh, B.F. Skinner, psychologist B.F. Skinner, saw that classical conditioning is limited to existing behaviors that are reflexively elicited, and it doesn't account for new behaviors, learned behaviors. And that's why we need to cover operant conditioning, because operant conditioning really is about learning new behaviors, about basically, you know, getting someone, you know, Paul was so, why, why are you kicking against the goads? The goads keep us on a course. An operant behavior or operant conditioning is about keeping us on a course. So I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. And today we are talking about insanity because I've met the enemy and he's living in my shorts. What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received. You focus on the individual. I think you kind of answered the why question, whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a Band-Aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Hear what this human resource manager says about the impact of Leadership Awakening on her life. With uh, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, it changed my culture to say, okay, I have to set the example. I know I am the manager, but sometimes I have failed up until now to really deliver my word. So those things change the very first day I came back. It is just absolutely fascinating. So, of course, they are looking at me like, what happened to you? And on a personal point of view, so many things have happened since I got home. It's almost a miracle. It's not almost. It is a miracle. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours, and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy. And today, we're talking about insanity. Matter of fact, specifically, we're talking about conditioning. The two types of conditioning, classical conditioning and uh, owner conditioning. You know, they're awesome, different, uh, I'm sorry, operant conditioning on there. Sorry, classical conditioning and operant conditioning. Those are the two important ones. Classical conditioning is, is basically a lot of stuff from our past. We just associate things together. But operant conditioning is much different. That is more kind of reinforcement, negative, positive reinforcement type of conditioning. But we deal with a lot of conditioning on both sides. But you need to listen to this radio show. So if you're missing this radio show, 
you need to listen to it again. Go to likeitmattersradio.com and you can listen to this radio again. Or if you're listening in the morning, uh, you can listen to it again in the evening. Because of our association with uh, Twin Cities Wellness Radio right there in Minneapolis, St. Paul, we are an iHeartRadio and we play twice a day from Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. And then we also replay on drive time from 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And what you could do is call that uh, basically a replay. And so what happens is if you go to iHeartRadio and you uh, query Wellness Radio you know, Wellness Radio 1570, you should be able to find us twice a day. And by the way, we're in two local markets as well. And with your help, we'll be in lots of local markets. We're in the St. Louis uh, Gospel Experience, uh, the St. Louis market there on Terrestrial Radio every Monday through Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. on Praise 95.1 FM and 1260 a.m. We're also in the Minneapolis-St. Paul local market there on Terrestrial Radio on AM 157. Again, Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, replayed 5 to 6. And please, you can like us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash Radio. You can subscribe to Like It Matters Radio on iTunes. Yep, just go to iTunes, subscribe to Like It Matters Radio, and there you will find us uh, every day. They'll send you our little uh, our radio show in blog form, um, podcast form, I'm sorry, uh, and you can listen to us. So today, we are talking about insanity. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So if you don't like the results, change the approach. As you change the approach, you change the results. And what, how I introduced this, I introduced this with this saying. Uh, I don't know if it's a poem or not, but it's called, There's a Hole in My Sidewalk by Portia Nelson. She says, Chapter 1, I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter 2. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place. But it still isn't my fault. And it still takes a long time to get out. Chapter 3. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it is there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. Chapter 4. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter 5. I walk down another street. So simple. So powerful. If you don't like the results, change the approach. As you change the approach, you change the result. And that's why earlier I was talking about the two types of conditioning, classical conditioning and operant conditioning. And that's why it's so important uh, today to make sure children enjoy learning, to make sure children like learning, that they have positive things associated with it because the classical conditioning in the classroom is huge. I say this all the time, there are far more teaching disabilities than there are learning disabilities. I think a lot of learning disabilities are more conditioning, whether you're talking about classical conditioning or you're talking about operant conditioning. The implications of classical conditioning in the classroom are less important than those of operant conditioning, but there's still need for teachers to, to make sure that students associate positive emotional experiences with learning. Man, next to our relationship with God, the greatest thing we can give to a child is the, uh, the understanding that learning is fun, to be excited about learning. I have a three-and-a-half-year-old, Benaya. He loves to learn. Man, he just started a little uh, school, and they're supposed to be counting to seven. He can count to, I don't know, 30, 40. He knows identification. He can identify any number. He likes to pretend to count to 100. He knows all his colors, all his shapes. He has a positive feeling associated with learning. See, if a student associates negative emotional experiences with school, then this can obviously have bad results. Creating school phobia, they think they can't learn, they stop turning in homework, right? For example, if a student is bullied at school, they may learn to associate the school with fear. It could also explain why some students show a particular dislike of certain subjects that continue throughout the academic career. 
This could happen if a student is humiliated by a teacher, right? We think we know the answer. We get all excited. We stand out of our chair. We blurt out the answer, and it's wrong. And what do other people do? The other kids do? They laugh at us. So we stop standing up. Or when we do stand up, when we're told to stand up, we mumble the answer, right? We don't say it too loud because we're not sure of ourselves. you got to be aware of that. That's classical conditioning. Now, the second type of conditioning is called operant conditioning, where the target behavior is followed by reinforcement or punishment to either strengthen or weaken it so that the learner is more likely to exhibit the desired behavior. This is conditioning. This is where we truly start training people. Uh, Psychologist B.F. Skinner did a lot of work in this regards, and he saw that classical conditioning is limited to existing behaviors that are reflexively elicited, and it doesn't account for new behaviors, like uh, riding a bike or something like that. He proposed a theory about how such behaviors come about. Skinner believed that behavior is motivated by the consequences we receive for the behavior, the reinforcements and punishments. His idea that learning is the result of consequences is based on the law of effect, which was first proposed by psychologist Edward Thorndike. According to the law of effect, behaviors that are followed by consequences that are satisfying to the organism are more likely to be repeated, and behaviors that are followed by unpleasant consequences are less likely to be repeated. And that was established uh, by Thorndike, I think, in 1911. So essentially, if an organism does something that brings about a desired result, the organism is more likely to do it again. If an organism does something that does not bring about a desired result, the organism is less likely to do it again. Example of the law of effect is in employment. One of the reasons, the main reason, we show up for work is because we get paid to do so. If we stop getting paid, we'll likely stop showing up, even if we love our job. And trust me, at Like It Matters, I know that one well. That's why you hear me say over and over, any behavior reinforced by a positive outcome will repeat itself. Working with Thorndike's Law of Effect as his foundation, Skinner began conducting scientific experiments on animals, mainly rats and pigeons, to determine how organisms learn through operant conditioning. He placed these animals inside an operant conditioning chamber, which has come to be known as, quote, the Skinner box. A Skinner box contains a lever for rats or a disc for pigeons that the animal can press or peck for food reward via the dispenser. Speakers and lights can be associated with certain behaviors. A recorder counts the number of responses made by the uh, the animal. And in discussing operant conditioning, we use several everyday words, positive, negative, reinforcement, punishment, in a specialized manner. So in operant conditioning, positive and negative do not mean good and bad. Instead, positive means you're adding something, and negative means you're taking something away. Do you got that? Because sometimes something might seem negative, but they're still adding to it. They're still getting something. It might seem negative, but it's not. So you got to get this. Positive means you're adding something, and negative means you're taking something away. Reinforcement means you are increasing a behavior, and punishment means you are decreasing a behavior. Reinforcement can be positive or negative, and punishment can also be positive or negative. All reinforcers, positive or negative, increase the likelihood of a behavioral response. All punishers, whether positive or negative, decrease the likelihood of a behavioral response. So you got positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, positive punishment, and negative punishment. Why does this matter? Because any behavior reinforced by a positive outcome will repeat itself. And that could be a positive punishment or a positive reinforcement. You got to get this. You know, for a victim, a victim's running around, always their life's always falling apart. Why? Because they have been conditioned, operant conditioned, that the only time people, or I should say classical conditioning, the only time people pay attention to them is when their life is falling apart. And so it's a simple, classic conditioning. That's all it is. 
They associate their life falling apart with people caring about them. And then the person that always rushes to their aid is called an enabler. That's why the drama triangle, you know, you've got the victim, you've got the persecutor, and you've got the rescuer. And all three of those are negative. You've got to get that. The rescuer is doing for somebody else what they can do for themselves. So you never grow them. You, you rescue them. You come to their aid. And usually it's about the enabler because the enabler is codependent as well. They need the other person to be a victim so that they can be the rescuer. And the victim needs the rescuer so they feed each other. That's what the whole term codependent means. And so in my study of neuro-linguistic programming, you got to identify the patterns. Identify the pattern and then ask yourself this question, is this getting me what I want? So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're covering the topic of insanity, which is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Give a person a fish and you feed them for a meal. Teach them to fish and you change their destiny. At Like It Matters Radio, we teach you how you were made, how you create experience, and how you can change your world by changing your thinking. Opioid addiction, mental health crisis, PTSD, the soaring suicide rate, political hate and animosity. There is a crisis of toxic proportions and it is destroying us. This pandemic is destroying the foundation of our hope. Hope is fading. At Like It Matters Radio, we help people change their life by changing their thinking and doing based on how we are made. Our mission is to help people maximize their potentials and to live their life like it matters. Our goal is to change this world through our national radio show, bringing hope to listeners everywhere in every heart, body, and soul. We need your help, sponsors, donors, and helpers to do the work that needs to be done to change our world. If you are willing, please email us at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Again, that's Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Join our posse today and leave a legacy for others to follow. Email us at Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. The world of business and investing is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the info? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, reading trade magazines, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. That's where Business 1440 steps in. We're your on-air guide through the fast-paced financial and business landscape. Up-to-the-minute business and investing news. Streaming now at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today we're talking about being crazy. Because any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. And this is why we got to understand what we're putting out there, ladies and gentlemen. This is why we need to be on this radio show on a regular basis. We need to scratch some CDs. We need to break some LPs. See, we act as if. Everything we do or do not do is driven by belief system. And yet most people don't know what they believe. And we have all these belief systems that are called conditioning. We've been conditioned classically or operantly. 
but we've been conditioned throughout our lifetime. I'm 52 years old, and man, I know certain conditions. I know there are certain people in my life that if they say, I want to talk to you, my stomach drops. Matter of fact, for the longest time, if someone ever said, hey, I need to talk to you, it was automatically a negative experience. Why? Because of operant conditioning. Because I would have relationships with people, and then certain things would happen, and then I would get the negative reinforcement or the negative punishment of them starting to pull back, and then I would hear at some point, uh, I need to talk to you. And so all of a sudden, I started associating with, I need to talk with you, where someone's going to walk out on me. So any time anybody said, I want to talk to you, I automatically had a negative feeling. Think about this. If you're going through life, and everything's going bad, and you just feel like you're under assault, sometimes it's hard to even open your email, right? Because what do you expect? You expect something negative to happen. Why? Because you've been conditioned. In my training, it's pretty intense. And we use public speaking, one of the number one fears in the world, as a vehicle, as a battering round to push through other vehicles. And I'm an intense, I'm pushed through other fears. And I'm an intense man. And so, but a lot of people just shut down because they have a fear associated with public speaking. Or how about this? Because I'm so intense and because I'm loud, a lot of people have a lot of abuse in their life. They've been, quote, conditioned just like that rat in the cage. And so when someone's intense, when someone's loud because of their past, they're used to, they're going to hurt. There's going to be a pain. So they automatically shut down. In, 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 the, in the real world, we call these anchors. Anchors. An anchor is something auditory, visual, or kinesthetic that elicits a certain state. And why do you need to know this? Because so much of our lives is unconditional. It's, it's, it's unconscious, I should say. Oh, it's conditional. It's been conditioned on your past. We're like animals. We've been, we've been conditioned. Operantly, classically, if A, then B. If I put myself out there and it's not good enough, you'll reject me. If I go to close a cell and you say no to me, I can't handle it. See, Dr. Susan Jeffers wrote a great book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways. And she says three levels down, fear comes down to a simple concept that I can't handle it. And once you realize you can handle it, then you can feel the fear and do it anyways. And this is where my study in NLP, my study in NLP helps you. Remember, my disciplines are transactional analysis with Dr. Eric Burns, um, multiple intelligence with Dr. Howard Gardner, logotherapy with Dr. Victor Frankel, uh, canine, constant never-ending improvement, Dr. W. Edwards Deming, emotional intelligence with Dr. Dan Goldman. But my forte, my passion, is neuro-linguistic programming. And that's the work of Drs. Milton Erickson, Virginia Satir, Matter of fact, I just saw a blog from Mark Andreas and uh, his father, Steve Andreas, uh, one of the pioneers in the field of neuro-linguistic programming, just passed away at the beginning of September. Uh, Steve uh, taught me over the years. Uh, He taught me a lot. And uh, a couple years ago, my wife and I went through some training. I saw Steve there. He was very kind to me, a good man. And we lost him. And so he was really big in the study of NLP. NLP is the science of how the brain codes learning and experience. This coding affects all communication behavior. It affects how you learn and how you experience the world around you. It is the key to reaching and achieving excellence. And this is the one way why you negate the insanity. You don't have to be crazy. Remember, we talk about this. You got to know how you work. If you're in the computer business, you know computers. If you're in the car business, you know cars. Uh, If you're in the networking business, you know networks. We're all in the people business. We're living, breathing human beings. We sell to people. We buy from people. We lead people. We manage people. We get married to people. We uh, procreate with people. We create little people. When we look in the mirror, we are a people. Don't you hear it? So we need to know how we work. If you're in the people business, you know how you work. That's why I do what I do. When I was in my early 20s, I realized how screwed up I was. I had a lot of pain, a lot of trauma, a lot of drama, a lot of anchors, negative anchors, a lot of uh, 
angry anchors, a lot of sexual anchors, that if I didn't clean those things up, I was in trouble. Man, look what they're doing with uh, uh, Kavanaugh. They're destroying this guy because they, you know, they don't want him on the Supreme Court. And man, it's just so unfair. We're, we're creating a precedent. We're creating patterns, classical conditioning that is going to really, it's not serving our country well. Some of you need to stop because it's getting worse and worse and worse. You got to understand the conditioning, what's going on out there. And once we get numb to something, it's hard to deal with it. And what happened, I was so numb. And, man, if I had to go back and defend myself in my 20s, first of all, I, I couldn't tell you what I did in my 20s. But I can tell you I'm not proud of who I was in my 20s. That's not who I am today. It's not even close to that. Someone can make up all kinds of stuff what I did in the 20s. How would I know? How would I know? I wouldn't remember what I did over 30 years ago. It's hard to remember what I did over three years ago. But you got to get this. You got to know how you work. And because of my pain, because of my hurt, I wanted to go in and figure out how I worked, how to clean myself up. In the process, I saw patterns. And that's what NLP is. In its simplest, self-defined manner, neuro-linguistic programming, neuro is our neurology. It's how we think and feel. Linguistics is the language part. You know, what we say, how we say it, and how we are influenced by what we hear. Remember, it's all programming. We have thirty to 60,000 thoughts a day. We have these belief systems that we talk to ourselves over and over. What do you think thinking is? Thinking is nothing more than talking to yourself. And those words, you know, if you're told by your family all the time, you're a piece of crap, you're a piece of crap, you're a piece of crap. How do you think a piece of crap acts like a piece of crap? If you're told all your life you're a liar, you're a liar, you're a liar, you're a liar. That's your belief system. How do you think you're going to act? It's all programming. See, programming is how we act to achieve our results. See, why I love NLP, I can do content-free therapy. I don't need to know the trauma and drama. I don't need to know who was raped, who was molested. All I need to know, how do you have it stored? How do you have it stored in your mind, your conscious and your unconscious mind? NLP is the study of structure, of subjective experience. It's how do you organize stuff? How do you make yourself angry? How do you shut yourself down? Notice I didn't say how does someone else do it? Because remember, transactional analysis, there's a stimulus and a response. The stimulus does not dictate the response. What happens after someone says something or does something, we go to our three channels. We see something, we say something, we feel something. And then based on that, we respond. Don't you get it? It's not, we don't respond to what somebody did to us. We respond to what we explain to ourselves, how we explain it to ourselves. We respond to the narrative. You got to understand that's a big difference. NLP is the ability to understand human patterns and to adjust those patterns so we can be as resourceful as we want to be. At its core, NLP is always about goals and choices. Matter of fact, uh, 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 without the presence of desire, NLP cannot work. NLP is not a philosophy. It is a technology. It is the owner's manual of the human experience. It is a process to reduce everything down to the simple concept, how do you know? It is the practical technology for the achievement of our goals and choices. And NLP only has the value in the presence of desire. That's why our training works so well. That's why I say if we're going to change this world, we've got to change our thinking. Because we're unconscious creatures. We only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. If you're self-actualized, that number might be as high as, might be, 10 to 12%. But a majority of our life is unconscious. And we go through life and we're recording everything we've ever experienced. It still have an effect on us, but we're not consciously aware of what's going on. That's why you need a life caddy like me. Not because I need your money. Because I can help you be everything you wanted to be. I can help you clean up some things from the past. I can help you wipe off the windshield of life. Find out what's holding you back and remove that and help you clarify a mission and a vision, help you clarify some goals, and not just clarify those goals, but put in process the steps to accomplish those goals. Go to likeitmatters.net. Check it out. Email me at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com or give me a call at 817-502-1554. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future and reminding you, When you live your life like it matters, it does.
Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, this is Scott Black, host of Like It Matters Radio, heard weekday mornings at 9 on Wellness Radio, KDIZ Gold. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.